Welcome to Season 2 of SparkXM. In this series, we'll take you through the lives of USC student entrepreneurs and explore how they built their startups. We're your hosts, Daniel and Sandy. So in the last episode, we discussed coming up with an idea and then just going for it. Now we're here to talk about growth with Salho Rattan, who gives us his story from his very first cold call all the way to expanding his company nationwide. Saho is the founder of Designus, a company that designs and prints customized clothing for university organizations and events. He started the business in 2014 in his freshman dorm room, and now he's grown his operations to 15 campuses with 20 sales reps. Um, so originally from um, Topeka, Kansas, so small town, not much exposure to industries like tech, finance, any kind of sort of you know, large scale industries. Honestly, Topeka was a dying city. We have our population is negative. So coming out to LA was really inspiring and kind of seeing the culture here in LA was really inspiring. So originally came to USC, a uh, neuroscience pre-med. I mean, that's predominantly because the classic Indian thing to do for those kids who don't know what you want, don't know what they want to do yet. And so as soon as I took my first bio class, I realized I wasn't really vibing with the whole process of being what it means to be a med student. And so what really made the click for me was, uh, I remember it was BK, Burnham first fifth floor. A couple of my buddies were in some fraternities and they were wearing apparel. And I just realized that a lot of the apparel that they were wearing were just not good looking apparel. One, one of my buddies had the ugliest quarter zip I've ever seen in my life. And I knew that companies like Patagonia, Nike, Vineyard Vines, all of these companies had Greek relationships and Greek sort of ambassadors, but I just wasn't seeing them within my friend circle. And so really, honestly, the next week, I woke up at 5 a.m. every day and cold called every corporate store on the East Coast because that's the 8 a.m. time on their on their end. Got a lot of different responses and the story really evolved. So the first call was like, my name is Sahil. Uh, I'm a freshman here at USC and I'm looking to get a distribution contract. And then most people were like, never call me again. So as I as I kind of kept going on and on, I sort of, you know, evolved the story. And as I, I started talking to more and more people, I started learning more and more, and more about the industry and realized the best way to tackle in is not maybe directly with corporate, but maybe some of the wholesale retailers. And so, you know, through that process, I uh, developed great relationships with, you know, Vineyard Vines, Patagonia, Nike. It was, I would say it, would be, it was a roughly three-week process, lots of no's. I would say 99% no's and then maybe the occasional 1% yes. And, you know, once you, once you get your first yes, you can kind of leverage it and build upon and kind of, you know, I have Patagonia, you know, and then get your first sale and so forth. And so once I had kind of figured out the back end, I actually prolonged the whole naming the company, branding, everything until I had some substance. So once I had the back end kind of figured out. And then I was like, let's, let's figure out a name for the business. And so we came up with Designus. And honestly, the real reason why it was, it was the shortest domain name available. And I know that short, short domain names are pretty awesome. So we ended up with Designus, pushing the whole design us kind of mentality. The company definitely evolved along the whole process. Ideally, we wanted to create a sort of platform, much like Custom Inc., where we could have an online base where individuals could come design their own apparel. And we realized the one market that hadn't been tapped yet was branded apparel. And that was something that we had that no one really else had. So we, we can get anywhere from Brooks Brothers to Nike Dry Fits. So, you know, at Teak, for example, we've done their, their uh, Nike Polo game day shirts. And so we have a wide range spectrum. And so that's something we really wanted to take advantage of. That was the whole back end. So I got really excited. I was like, you know, second semester freshman year. I'm going to be a millionaire. I, who needs to be a doctor? The biggest thing I hadn't figured out was the front end, which was sales. 
So then reached out to all my friends in fraternities and sort of negotiated a, a sort of sales commission sort of process and saying, you know, if you bring me a deal, I'll, I'll give you X, Y percentage of net profit and you can write whatever you want on your resume. I mean, at that point, we were all freshmen dying to get real jobs on our resume. And it's actually pretty funny because a lot of my friends have gotten like real jobs by elaborate. I was like, you can call yourself the CEO. You can call yourself the CFO. It doesn't matter to me as long as you bring in sales. And so that's kind of the model that kind of took off. Originally, we were just at um, USC and KU. And those two markets really took off really quickly. And then through that way, we sort of created that sales commission agent process throughout you know, the United States. We, we even did an order for McGill in Canada. So I guess we're an international company. And so we kind of did that. We're in roughly over 25 schools right now. And uh, it's been a great process. The company's evolving. We've diversified from Greek apparel to working with organizations like Spark. And we've even done some corporate sales. We did a sale for a private equity firm. After Sawhill told us about how he got his company off the ground, we asked him to tell us about his big picture thought process from ideation to official business. So for me, when you become obsessed with an idea, and I think a lot of people kind of enter this phase, they want to start a business. They, you know, the first week is like, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're a little risque, you'll buy a domain name. But a couple of weeks later, the idea is gone. And for me, this was something a little stronger. I really, I mean, I don't know why I had a passion for apparel, but I had a drive to start something and I had a drive to make something big. And so for me, cold calling someone was something I wasn't afraid of at all. I, for me, I, initially my calls were to learn about how I can make it happen. And then the second step was developing a narrative. I mean, I, I, there were so many additions and caveats that those, those phone calls were happening, happening. So first I was like, my name is Sawhill. I'm a freshman. Then I realized that's not working. So I stopped saying I'm a freshman. And then I, was, I would say, hi, I'm Sahil, trying to get a dis- distribution contract, getting some yes, no's, whatever. And the story evolved. My, honestly, this, is, this might be a little weird, maybe a little racially insensitive, like maybe had to do with it. But I was like, hi, my name is Sam. And I've conducted a quantitative analysis of every, every college from the West Coast, UTSD, USC, UCLA, Stanford. And 74.3% of these people think that they are not having access to your products. That was the kicker. They're like, OK, this guy knows what he's doing. And they couldn't like Google me and then notice me that I was a freshman. And so that started a dialogue. I got a, I, I bought the domain name and then had professional emails, really made everything formalized. And that really helped kind of bootstrap the whole process. In my mind, when you're starting a business, if you can get past the first two weeks, I think you, 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 have, you have something. And I mean, if it works out later or not, but it's not one of those, you know, like, because we have such a huge startup culture here on the West Coast. And I would honestly say like like a kid from Kansas, a Topeka, Kansas, coming to USC pre-med. I mean, that culture is what inspired me the most. And it's it's here, people, you go to a coffee shop, you have coders programming, programming the next big thing. You um, the people, people see a problem, they build a business, business around it instead of just mush it, push it away, you know? And I think that culture is really inspiring. I mean, I have no desire to be a Greek apparel mogul in my future, you know? Like, that's not something I'd like aspired to be. And it was very impulsive. I saw my opportunity and I hopped on it. And I thought that was, that was really exciting. Remember, Saho started this as a college freshman. He elaborated on how he balanced school, life, and a startup. For me, I was just so excited and so driven upon this project um, that I just kind of knew I would make it work. And it, it has it has a lot of do, it has, you have to really know yourself and know how much time you can really put into something. And in my mind, I knew I could do a good job. And to be honest, my grades did not suffer. My social you know activities did not suffer. And if anything, like it was it was I think it builds a lot of confidence in yourself. 
that you are managing a lot of things and a lot ultimately makes you a more efficient person. So I guess advice, it's just first introspective. Like, can you handle it? Are you willing to get past that third week mark? Um, and the second thing, so for, unfortunately for me, Designus was, uh, I didn't start it with anyone. Uh, it's like, it was like my company and I had sales commission agents, but I think that was probably a mistake I did. And so some advice I would really give is when you're starting a company, really find a, a core team that you can kind of divvy up the time with. So if I had found a, you know, a partner or two that would really help me, I think we could have expanded a lot quicker. We could have gotten sophisticated a lot quicker and who knows it, you know? And so I think all of those kind of factors really help drive what could be a successful business. And school is the one place where you have, what, 40,000 people centralized in one location that you have access to at all times. And so... Being in school where you have no real responsibilities, yet you don't have to pay the bills or, you know, or, you know, obviously tuition, but like you, you, you don't, you're not in the real world. This is a four year gap where you have complete freedom to do whatever you want in terms of exploring fields. I changed my major like three or four times, but like you have the ultimate time to do whatever you want. I mean, I've picked up side project. I'm currently sourcing deals for a uh, a venture capital firm called Dorm Room Fund. So a, a lot of different things are happening that I can just pick up and you know have a good time with. And so this time, I don't see anyone else. Because I mean, think about it. Like you're graduating college. Everyone's freaking out about getting a job. You're going to get your job. Nine to five, you're, hopefully that's what your hours are going to be. Nine to five. And then who knows, you might have a girlfriend. You're engaged. The next thing you know, like you're married. Like you're not going to have time to like experiment and tamper like this and if you do the opportunity costs are way way higher and so here it's like yeah i can start a business and a domain name is 15 dollars, and i can sell some shirts right and it's a lot simpler that way so you have all this time to just dedicate towards one product without have, having to worry to like feed your children <laughs> and so i think this is the best time to do anything sahil thinks that college is the best time to launch a startup and a great time to have what we call the try everything mentality. I am of the firm belief that your major is irrelevant, depending on like certain fields, right? So if you know you want to work on an oil rig, I'm not saying be like a industrial or like a like a design major or anything like that. You should be a petroleum engineer major. But from my experience, and especially, and I have a really really biased uh, sort of um, perception because I'm more in the finance field, whether it's you know venture capital, investment banking, private equity, and then I mean I just was talking to a guy. He was a chemical engineer who is now working in investment banking. And so it's like it, the diverse nature of what it means to have a major, I think, is inherent. I'm using the word fluid a lot because it, it doesn't really matter. Because I think the stuff you learn in school, while I do believe will help you kind of learn what you're going to do on, at work, what you're going to do at work is there. I mean, for example, I know at training for these finance jobs, they, you go to training and they tell you erase everything you ever learned, and then they teach you from start, like start to finish. So it's it's interesting because it, it gets you an idea of what the world's going to look like. But I'm a firm believer that, to be honest, like if you're going in like a non technical field, like obviously if you want to be a software engineer at Google, like you should have some kind of computer science background. But um, I think you know you can really teach yourself. I mean, actually scratch that. I know so many people that are software engineers at Google that don't have like a computer science major. They just taught themselves how to code. I mean, I taught myself, you know, what a leverage buyout is and how different financial metrics work and things like that on my own. 
And so it all came out of personal interest. So I'm actually, I would go back and retract and say like, your major does not matter. It's like, if you're interested in something, like it's a time to experience things you haven't experienced, learn, like have fun and just kind of really do what you are interested in and then get a job that you think that you can be good at. College is the best time to test the waters. Or, you know, one of my best friends is going to invest in banking, um, but realized he has a passion for art. So now he just recently bought a piano and is, is taking painting classes. And so, like, you never know where you can go. So te- test the waters. We asked him what keeps him and his team motivated. I have people on, on the team who are more sort of motivated than I am, which is something that's really inspiring about entrepreneurship is that drive really brings in people. And, you know, if you if, if you make them a part of the team and you make them feel like they're a huge component of what's happening, they're going to put in more work than you. And it's honestly inspiring on my end as well. So I have one person that works with me and he works harder than I do. I mean, he is had so, he has so much faith in the company, so much hope and kind of drive for it. And he's crushing it. And he has he has his own team underneath him. And I think people just need to take more leaps of faith, I guess, and maybe join a club, maybe start uh, like a nonprofit. Maybe like I had a buddy who started uh, like I guess it was a nonprofit kind of club, but they wanted to go teach inner city kids and they got the the, most self gratification out of it. Um, I have a buddy who just picked up meditation and this completely changed his life. And so really like just, you know, pick something up, stick with it and just kind of their opportunities are everywhere. People just have to jump on them. And there are steps you can take today to start a journey into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I mean, thing is, like, you should, like, what's, what's your passion? Start a business. Like, you, you find a problem, like, start a business. I feel like the idea of a business is so glamorized and it's so, like, institutionalized in the perception of what it means to start a business. It's not. It's, like, if you can make an awesome, like, pre-workout drink... I would just like start making two or three and like start selling them to my friends. My friends like them, then I'll just start selling them on that way. People have this idea of this top down structure. Like we got to create this big brand, big label, and then we're going to start. Start from the simplest way possible and then build your way up, you know, survey things. And it's just like, would you try this? Would you try this? And it kind of go from there. And I, people have, I feel like there's this idea that businesses like, yo, let's start this like VR company. And then, like they don't have anything like, but then they, then they go down. Right. But it's like, if you have something and someone else likes it, like replicate it, replicate it, replicate it. And I think organically grown businesses like that are always way more successful. That's what we have for you this episode. I'm a pre-med student myself who thought that adding an econ major was a far leap. And I've also been hearing about the uncertainties of changing majors from so many friends over the past two years. It was great to see how for Sawhill, a change of major reflected an emergence of a passion that would drive him to start his own company. Sawhill had a great story about how anyone can become an entrepreneur. He was a USC student from Kansas who was on the pre-med track, but he saw a need to address quality branded apparel and he immediately went after it, completely changing the course of his college career afterwards. Now, Designus is in 15 schools across the country, and Sahil can call himself a successful student entrepreneur. Taking the leap and picking up the phone to establish business partnerships was especially crucial for him to build confidence and momentum for himself and his company. Sahil's willingness to take advantage of every opportunity available to him at college allowed him to grow his business while balancing his success as a student. 
But just as important, Sahil talked about choosing the right team members. In the same way that you can depend on a student who always turns in their homework on time, you need to find team members that you can trust to excel. Thanks for listening to Spark XM. Until next time, this is Daniel Donchev and Sandy Liu signing off.